everyone welcome to another episode of it was all a stream i am chris here with my co-host and cousin neil carroll how's it going man welcome back it's going good man lots to discuss as always it's going pretty good a lot of interesting uh nuggets this week very interesting nuggets absolutely absolutely we um we are going to talk about the ninth episode of only murders in the building oh yeah um we have some rolling or trolling to discuss word um we are going to play a quick round of stream it skip it add it to the watch list there were a couple Mm. new trailers that came out um and then we have a suggestion for each other oh yeah that we will be watching and discussing for next week um but first i just wanted to start out the episode because we're we're not talking what if anymore that is finished we're through that um how, like what are you currently watching what is stuff that you're looking forward to like let's start with that oh i'll tell you listen uh, you know and i think i've made mention of this before i am down the colombo rabbit hole. yes 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 oh man <laughs> It's, and I got to watch it with commercials. So it's like having regular TV again. It's like being in the 90s, watching it. Wait, his last season was, I think, in like the late 90s. But it started in 19, I think, like 62. And it's just been tremendous. He, so it's it, anybody out there that enjoyed Monk is going to love Columbo. Okay. Columbo is the original Monk. And... You know, he's like, it, it, it's like an, a, an English version of an Italian soap opera for, you know, for anybody that is interested <laughs> in watching their stories mid-afternoon. It's tremendous. So I'm watching that. What I'm looking forward to is, uh, you know, and this we're going to we're going to dive into later, but I am looking forward hesitantly to the Dune world. Okay. But I have heard some mixed reviews from early early viewers. Interesting. Yes, Interesting. Sir. How about yourself? What are you watching currently? Currently, and I think we talked about this last episode as well. I am on season six A of a. The Sopranos. Oh yeah. Um, so I'm in the middle of that season. It's been a very enjoyable binge. I've kind of been so. doing that because obviously many saints of Newark is, is out. And once I watch that, we'll discuss. Um, I went to the theaters and twice in the last two weeks, I saw venom, let there be carnage. Nice. And I, this last weekend saw, um, no time to die. James Bond. So that is what I've been watching. And then, um, oh, and we, my wife and I also binged that show that everyone has been watching, Squid Game. Oh, my God. I have boycotted this. But you're going to have to tell me if I should be watching this or not. I'll tell you about it. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if you'll like it or not. I don't know if it's for you. Um, I have a but it's inter- it's it was an interesting show. It was a it was a fun watch to to watch with my wife, even though it's not a 
fun show. It's kind of depressing, but it's always when I can actually find a show that my wife will sit and watch with me, I'm <laughs> you happy, have to lock it. you know, it's, it's just an enjoyable experience. Yeah. So, um, you know, it was very like, you know, it, it's, it's, well, we're going to discuss it a little bit on rolling or trolling. So I'm not going to give it anything away. Um, stuff I'm looking forward to though, obviously Dune is, is one of the things that I'm intrigued by. Um, I'm also intrigued by this new uh, Matt Damon, Ben Affleck movie and Adam Driver where they're yes. knights or I, I, I forget that I'm blanking on Some the name true of it. story. Some yes. Kind of. So I, I, that's coming out this weekend. I would like to see that. And then yeah. the Eternals is, is coming out in a couple weeks. I see. I'm not even in the right headspace yet. Like I gotta, I gotta get my James Bonds out of the way. Yeah. I gotta get my, uh, what do you call it venom and carnage i'm behind i did do the many saints of newark yes so yes. i gotta step up my game yeah well uh, the other thing is that uh i i in between i saw shang chi oh that's right which was you know put, uh, i'm i'm back full swing in marvel and you know uh, no way home is coming around the corner as well we're two months away from that that's right. From, no way from, home. Yeah. And that I couldn't be more excited for. That's going to be movie. the best, I think. That's going to be unreal how good that movie is going to be. So that's the stuff that I'm excited for. All legitimate. But I, I of everything that we mentioned, I'm still thinking No Way Home is going to be the, the topper, the best one. Yep. Yep. Um, let's get into the penultimate episode of a show that we are both watching week to week with great interest. And that is only murders in the building episode nine. What were your overall thoughts on this episode? My overall thoughts on this episode were this is again, I keep saying like, well, that's my favorite episode. This may be not my favorite, but might be my second favorite. Okay. This was very funny as far as comedy goes, not as okay. far as like interesting yep. story. Absolutely. The, the silent episode, best crafted episode they had, but for laughs, I thought this was tremendous and we get, a, we get an amazing reveal. Yeah. I, I mean, I still think Martin short continues to just be the, best thing on television right now he is he has thrown television on his shoulders <laughs> and is just carrying it all the way yeah he's been just he's been absolutely it. incredible i actually thought this episode was a little slow for me outside mm. like there were very funny moments right especially with with martin short and his character oh. but it seemed like they were kind of it was a lot of setup Yes. For the finale. Yeah. A lot of setup for that review. Um, so that's kind of what I felt overall about the episode. Um, but I did think there were some really like laugh out loud moments that we had with with Martin oh. Short that, that were just killing me. Uh, 100%. He, so the introduction of uh, Jane Curtin to the cast. Yes was a stroke of genius. I have not looked online. I've not looked at reviews, critics. I did not check out IMDb. Mm -hmm. So 
every episode is fresh to me. And seeing when Jane Curtin pops in through the door, I was like, this is perfect. She plays Steve Martin's stunt double from back when he was Brazos in the, I guess, what was it, late 80s or something? It was genius. She's oh, Jane, Jane Lynch. Jane Lynch. I keep saying Jane Curtin. Jane Lynch. Jane Lynch, genius. The addition of her to anything is always good. But when, when Martin Short enters the apartment to see Jane, Cur- Jane Lynch and thinks it's Steve Martin and just <laughs> starts to berate and tear down the plastic surgery he thinks he went through. <laughs> oh, my God. But better than that, the best shock scream I've heard on television was when Steve Martin said, I'm over here. And Martin Short was like, ah, and looked at him. That's the best shock scream he's done. It's like the spit take. Yeah. Shock sound. It was the hysterical. When he, when that noise came out of him, I absolutely laughed out loud. I'm so upset because there's one line that he had in this show that just like, <laughs> killed me and now i can't remember what it was i'm so mad that i didn't write it down i have gone through that myself dude i'm gonna start writing them down because he has at least at one least, every episode. at least one every episode he has oh. some sort of uh, has a lot like a snarky line yes. to one of the other characters on the show that is oh just like God. laugh out loud funny um so good so uh, essentially this is a lot of tying up the um Steve Martin's character is kind of doesn't want to be involved anymore right. um, in in the podcast. He's done. His his girlfriend has been stabbed. He's right. he's kind of, he's over it. Right. She's now out of the hospital, but he just it's it's become too much for him. Meanwhile, all of the residents in the building have voted to evict. Yes the three running the podcast because they think it's been horrible for them in the building. They would rather have a murderer running around anonymously three. in the, the building than have these three doing a podcast, trying to find that murderer. Absolutely um, and, you know, they're being evicted, but Martin Short's character has already kind of been evicted right. and he's having some issues right now and needs a place to stay and has been uh, ends up staying with Mabel and Oscar which is hysterical and then eventually on Steve Martin's couch correct no it was Mabel's couch it was Mabel's couch yes that's right that's right it was Mabel's couch oh my god it's just and and he is I have no idea what his sexuality is in this show. And it doesn't matter because everything he does yeah. is just hysterically funny. Absolutely. But he's like so he's over very the top. F- over the top, flamboyant, sassy, yes. but it, 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 there's no reason why it like it might it's not like, have any reflection on his that's, sexual that's orientation. Right. Like and it doesn't matter. Like that's, that's not the even, thing. It doesn't not, matter. Sometimes that's like for people that might be the, depending on how it's being portrayed, that might be one of the first things you think. But with this, it's very like natural. It's It's, it's not something you even have to think about. Like that's that his, 
him being flamboyant and whatever, for right. whatever reason it is, it, it the reason works. doesn't matter. It just works for the character. It makes sense. And Martin Short makes does is at his best. Exactly. And not only is he at his best, but as they're getting evicted, him he's trying to hawk tie-dyed guy sweatshirts. Yes. And it, it just, everything about it smacks of genius and hilarity. I think this has not been a disappointing series that we've gotten into. No, I am a doubt. as invested today as I was on day one. But let's talk about that reveal. Yeah, so let's talk, let's talk about the reveal. Essentially, um, they are thinking, they're trying to look for a new lead. Because obviously, um, Demas... And his son, while they did commit crimes and they solved right. the uh, the murder of Zoe from years before, um, right. that's not the murder that they were trying to solve, and they didn't solve it yet. Um, they kind of rushed their conclusion, and they were incorrect about it, that it was the Demises who killed Tim Kono. They were not. So they're looking for a new lead, and they... Uh, Oliver and Mabel convince Charles to stay on the investigation. Um, they have a suspicion that Tim Kono had a secret girlfriend, um, right? which was possibly confirmed by Tim's neighbor, who described in full detail what the sounds she heard <laughs> right. from, from oh. next door were. And, you know, Tim Kono's got his little toy box, if you will. Oh. Well um, which they're going through and they realize <laughs> that one of the quote-unquote toys yes was not actually a toy not a toy it was at a all bassoon cleaner right and at the same time that they're discovering that steve martin's character charles is at jan's uh orchestra concert that she did not want him to go to and he discovers that she has been lying this whole time about this being time. first chair in the orchestra. She's actually not first the youngest woman woman at in first chair bassoon at it's all. Someone else. And so he's like, "Oh, why has she been lying? What's going on here?" They discover the bassoon cleaner, and it seems like. Jan is the secret person. Yes. Which that means was in with Tim, Tim Kono. And it seems like she stabbed herself or has done this to Maybe, herself. Maybe, or there's someone else who knew that. Maybe she saw something and knows something that she's not letting on. And so the person was trying to keep her quiet. Um, you know, she might very well know who it is that did it it's because she had a relationship with tim kono had a relationship with tim kono also you know i guess good for tim kono or good for her good with for this her, like, i would say may december relationship they've got going sounded on. like according to the neighbor she was enjoying herself very much tremendously and you know she was she was cradle robin a little bit cradle robin good for her Absolutely. So she's got now, her if bassoon. she's a murderer, that's not then no bad. But also <laughs> like yes, no bad. But what would be her motive for killing him? 
because the jewelry thing pointed completely to Nathan Lane. It did. So I have no motive on her. Yeah, I don't know. All we know is obviously there's the connection of the um, the bassoon cleaner. So we right. know she is was involved with Tim. She had some sort of a, at least a physical relationship with him. We can imagine. And then we also know that Tim Kono was not actually taking his trash down to the garbage. He was taking seemingly her trash, her trash. So now there's also her apartment that is technically uh, could be a crime scene. Right. That Steve Martin's been in for the past couple weeks. Contaminated. Who knows? Like, that's a place that they didn't even investigate. It's, I can't, the fact, here's the most exciting part of this. The fact that Martin Short has such disdain for Jan, for that, for the girl. Yes. And then it turns out that she's bad. (laughs) I can't wait to see the reaction. Like, I can't wait to see next episode and how he just, He's got to like chew this up. I can't wait. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And the other thing is that we haven't seen yet that has, I think, was shown at the beginning of the show. Excuse me. I think that was being shown at the beginning of the show and has been shown in trailers Mm. is at some point, Selena Gomez, her character, is Mm. huddled over a, a body with blood on her and they walk in on her and she says, it's not what it looks like. Right. We're probably getting that in the next step in the finale. So what, what is going to happen there? I don't know if people are remembering that that's a thing that we've seen already. Um, Like what, what was the situation there? It looked like it was a man she was huddled over. So was it Oscar? Who gets caught in the middle of this? Um, could it be? I, 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 I would know. imagine. Like, I would imagine it would be Oscar. I can't conceive of a way she'd be leaned over someone else, but I am curious. Yeah, all, I am very, all very interesting curious. stuff. Um. So who did, like before the finale hits? Who do you think did it? Who are you going with? Are you I, going with Jan? I am. I. I feel like I have to go with Jan. I think Jan did it, and I think the Nathan Lane of it all was a byproduct. Mm-hmm. But like, what if? What if Jan is the mother of that girl that got thrown off the roof? Oh, right. I never what if thought of that. Yeah. What if she's like some relative of that girl? seduced Tim Kono, killed him, and that's that. And then that way she would have known about the jewelry thing because maybe the girl told her what was going on at some point. So she like knew that that was happening. I'm st- I think I might be sticking with an early theory that I had that it Which is was? Oscar's father who Oscar's did it. Oscar's father. We don't meet him for long but we do know he exists we do know that he was 
upset with Mabel. Yes. When she came looking for Oscar, he said he wasn't there and didn't want to see her, even though Oscar did want to see her. Um, so I'm, I'm thinking there's something going on there. And he definitely has the motive to kill Tim Kono because Tim Kono is essentially the reason why his son went, went away to jail. Certainly. Certainly. And he has the means because he has the key access to everyone's apartment. I, I could get behind and during that, yes. a, during a, a, a fire. Like yeah. he probably not evacuate. Like he's a maintenance person. Right, he like, would, you know, he would be quote unquote, making sure people are getting out safe before he's, evacuating you know so he would potentially be able to you know without suspicion stay in the building and and you know kill tim going i yeah i i I, that could that could work i don't know if it's too obscure of a person to have done it but you know i don't know there's not a lot of suspects that are really left right now right this is you kind know? of our, our all we've got. They didn't though. I will say the which is okay. The one thing that they didn't do, it's not like they set up a multitude of sus- suspects and gave us like a good backstory on those suspects right. for us to kind of decide who might have possibly done it. Like I think the focus has been more on like the comedy and stuff like that than it has really been the mystery. That's fair. Is that fair to say? I agree. Yeah. That is a, that's a true description. Well, I'm I'm excited for the next episode which is titled Open and Shut. Oh yeah. It's the finale. Yeah, um we will be talking about it next week. But let's move on to rolling or trolling. Let's do it. Okay. So, Tom Holland had this to say about Spider-Man No Way Home. He says, quote, We are all treating No Way Home as the end of a franchise, let's say. Hmm. I think if, we're, if we were lucky enough to dive into these characters again, you'd be seeing a very different version. It would no longer be the Homecoming trilogy, end quote. Would no longer be the homecoming trilogy. That's, uh, huh. I want to read that as though it's not like everybody's going away, but they're now going to continue but stop having home in the title. Well, so like, here's what I hope it means is it's just like, it's not, yeah, it's not going to be about the focus isn't going to be about home. It's just going to be a new trilogy with all the same characters and a continuation of what they're doing with Marvel and the MCU. With Tom Holland. With Tom Holland. What I'm worried it is, is that he either means he's done. Yeah. Or it means that it's going to look very different because it's going to be Sony only. Well, that's, you know, and no more MCU. Yeah. And this is the exit out of the MCU because of all the multiverse stuff that they got going on. 
even though I think he's supposed to be making at least one more appearance in a Marvel film after this. Well, I do hope that they continue to lend him out, but I mean, they've done a good job with that. I mean, that's been a largely Sony project. Mm, here's the, it hasn't been though. I think, uh, th- and explain. I think that this is a win-win for like a very rare win-win for both studios. Mm-hmm. Sony needs the MCU as much as the MCU needs Spider-Man. Right. And which Sony has the death. Sony. Yes. Got off to a great start with the Spider-Man franchise with Spider-Man, the original Spider-Man and Spider-Man two. Right. But from there, it just has the Spider-Man properties that they put out were Spider-Man three amazing Spider-Man. Amazing yeah. Spider-Man 2. Horrendous. And then you had the two Venom movies. And yeah. you have Morbius coming out. And you have Craven the Hunter that's going to be coming out. Um, and then you have Inside the, the Spider-Verse, which I, I know your thoughts on it. But, right, but it was, was definitely appreciated. A, a largely appreciated and definitely a, a financial success for them. Yes. Um, but as far as live action... Spider-Man has gone. This has been they're the two successful. for five on their own. Right. That's uh, yes, they need each other, but I feel like as long as they can keep Tom Holland and carry the goodwill that he's got so far, they will make at least another quasi-successful movie on their own. If they can, like now that they've got the skeleton. I feel like they can do okay. I think there's going to be too much if they decide, you know what, Marvel, we don't need you. Yeah. At, one, at least I'll be happy that they finished the trilogy. I think what I was worried about back after the second movie, uh, Far right. From Home, right. was that they left it on a cliffhanger. Yes. And if they weren't returning, uh, making the deal with Marvel... Right. To at least make one more movie would have been a big issue. Um, I think now at least, you know, you're gonna you can at least put a pin on this chapter, but I still think there's gonna be so much that they have to dance around and kind of either explain or just have us ignore, right? The fact that he that Peter Parker was so close with Tony Stark. Yep. And Happy Hogan. And now with Dr. Strange. never going to mention them again. That it's like, are you really going to end this movie with him just in the Sony universe? And that's how it ends. Like he's now, is that what far from home means? Does it mean he gets sucked into that's, the Sony dimension? Yeah, And that's it. There's no going back to home, which is the MCU for, for this iteration of Peter Parker. I mean... Which would suck, like that. It would that sucks suck, for but it's him. a genius way to do it. It's a way to do it, but then there's a lot we have to buy it. Now it's like, okay, it's a, another kind of semi reboot because yes. it's like, okay, we're still gonna have Tom Holland. He's still our Spider Man, and but, you know these characters or yeah. whatever. But now we have to see him in a brand new universe and establish all brand new rules because he's not in the MCU anymore. Right when they could just keep 
printing money them that's and the marvel like how much more money do they need like uh, that's, that's is the split point. that they have between themselves and marvel where they're making let's say 70 percent marvel's right. making 30 percent of the profits on you know billions of dollars is that 30 percent that much of a difference maker for them i i don't know i feel like it's not i can't imagine it would be but is the rift that deep yeah i don't know i'm really I, hoping i'm really really hoping to this this has been regardless of what you think of this iteration or whatever this has been yes. the biggest i think success eh, i wouldn't even say success because the first two spider-mans were really good. successful this has been I think the most fun I've had with Spider-Man in the movies. I would agree with that statement. It doesn't have to be the best version of Spider-Man. It but doesn't it can have to be, be the your most favorite Spider-Man movies. But it's been the most fun I've had with Spider-Man in the movies because not only have has his two in solo movies been a lot of fun, but it's been great having him in other Marvel movies as well. Yes, other Marvel properties. It's been incredible. His appearances are always some of the best parts of the Avengers movies that he has participated, participated in. in. I agree, and it will be a shame to lose that. But, like I said before, you know they have a recipe for success now. Yes. They just have to continue but cooking in that pan. My real dream is they just go all in in merging Yes. The MCU and the Sony-verse. Well, that would be the best of all possible worlds. I mean, And it's the best for the fans. And there is like, there's just nothing but buckets of money out there for Sony and for Marvel. There is. Everyone how do can they eat. not? How, exactly. Everyone, everyone there's eat. no reason why everyone can't eat. It's genius. Genius. Continuing on. Actor Will Poulter has been cast as Adam Warlock in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Will Poulter, I don't know if you would know him in anything other than he was the son in We're the Millers. Do you remember that movie? I do remember that movie. Okay. He is the son in that movie. That does... uh, I know exactly who this this boy is. Uh, Young man. I have no... It's an interesting choice. Twenty-eight. He is two years younger than us. He's a baby. Yes. Look at his baby face. I look. Adam Warlock. That's an interesting character. A character of immense power. uh, Needs to be done by a great actor. I'm very baffled by this, but I'm not going to. I'm not going to crap all over it, but it, it is shocking to me. That was not that was not a name I would have gone with. No, that's definitely an under the radar name. Yeah, you know, it's not something you would have expected. But I, you know, I don't knock Marvel on their casting until I see it. This is just true. because they have proven over and over again how good they are at it, and they are amazing at it yes so 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 i'll i will i'm okay running with it Um, i'll slow roll that i'll slow roll it the only thing that i'm 
kind of trolling is like all I, I remember and I could be wrong about this, but I do remember um, James Gunn like yeah. going in on a reporter or, or a report that said that inside sources were telling them that Adam Warlock was going to be in Guardians of the Galaxy 3. And he was like, oh, how do you even know that? Blah, blah, blah. Inside source. That's not true. All this stuff. And now it turns out he was cast and he's going to be in it. So like, that's kind of like, come on, James Gunn. That that, was that necessary? Like, let's just be real. Um, Madonna revealed Madge that she turned down the role of Catwoman in Batman Returns. Madonna turned down the role of Batwoman, Catman Returns, Catman, uh, Batman Returns, uh, 1991-2. That would make sense. That would make sense. That's, uh, that's body of evidence time. That's a league of their own time. Uh, that makes sense. I could see that. Does, does that make that movie better or worse? Madonna in that role. Instead of Michelle Pfeiffer, right? Yes. It makes it worse. Michelle yeah. Pfeiffer was. I think Michelle Pfeiffer, that was how Michelle Pfeiffer as Catwoman in that yes. movie. Yes. Where does that rank in like Batman villain portrayals overall? Batman villain portrayals. In the, wow. in, in the movies, right? I think she's sneakily up there. Yes. I feel like your top two like your battle for number one your, your easy top two is Heath Ledger, Nicholson, Nicholson and Ledger yeah right. without a doubt so below but then that, below then you're getting into a conversation of like I think so Mich- I think Michelle Pfeiffer is she might be of, the next might one be there yeah I I think I have to agree that she is as far as portrayal goes probably right there probably right there that was perfect forgive the pun it was perfect there you go okay thank you <laughs> uh she look smoking hot number one the uh, the outfit has not been um topped they went in a complete like she because think about this she was covered head to toe like there was no skin you didn't see any skin it was mm-hmm. a bodysuit, so obviously there was that factor but like the halle berry we're just going to put like strips of cloth on her that looks like they've been clawed and show her body, show her skin. Like that was not a way to go that they were, you know, like you talk about the wokeness factor of like, well, you're just, you know, pandering to sex appeal. That was actually a bad idea. Yes. Bodysuit. You're covering her up and her performance is her body language and, and her character choices. You're right. I think she is absolutely top five portrayals, maybe even the number two. There you go. I agree with that. Um, a That 70s Show spinoff Ooh. called That 90s Show is in development at Netflix. I'm rolling with it, but I'm only rolling if it's the original cast. Well, it's not. Oh. So they're not coming back as like the. I would imagine, I would imagine that they are almost definitely not coming back. One because one of them is in jail 
for um i believe did child did, things did he go wait no what not masterson the guy with the curly hair yeah he was accused not of child things he was accused of harassing a woman i thought um yeah danny masterson right um hide he was charged i believe of of on three counts of rape jeez yikes and gadzooks okay that's well, what it was okay still i think bringing back red foreman topher grace as eric foreman uh pipe piper pepper laura oh. prepon and mila kunis would be and ashton kutcher would be an interesting thing but as far as an all new cast goes for that 90s show, I mean, I love the 90s. I happen to think it was probably the best decade. So I Well, we were born it. in the 90s. <laughs> well, you know, and the world was never the same. Uh, I, I'm going to go for it. I will slow oh, here you go. roll it. I'm going to add this. Kurtwood Smith and Deborah Jo Rupp are attached. Yes. Yes. They will so they reprise did. their roles in the spin-off. They tried this. In fact, they tried it with the actor from Always Sunny in Philadelphia, something Howerton. Yeah, Glenn Howerton. Glenn Howerton. He was in that 80s show. He's, and he played like he's a cousin. Dennis. Yeah. In Always Sunny. He played a cousin to Topher Grace's character, Eric Foreman. Uh, and the show didn't work. Gotcha. And the 80s was like fun. The 90s was a little grungy and baggy mm-hmm. pantsy. Mm-hmm. You know, so like, I'm not sure, but I do want it to work. Like, I feel like there's juice there and we haven't really had a 90s period piece ever that's like worked. So I want to see it. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested. I wasn't that huge of a fan of that 70s show. Oh, I love um, it, man. But I'd be, I'd be interested to at least give that 90s show a, a shot just because that's kind of, that's the era we grew up in oh yeah um continuing on with netflix stuff um squid game is officially netflix most watched show ever this is outrageous explain you you have the floor sir what okay. is squid game so f- first of all the story behind it is kind of crazy that the person who created it couldn't sell it to anyone for like 10 years and like was all kinds of poor and everything and it gets picked up and now it's it's the number one show ever on netflix um this is a korean show it's all in korean okay you can watch it either with them speaking Korean and with English subtitles, or you can watch a dubbed version. Well, I, my wife and I decided on subtitles. Nice. The dubbing would have thrown me off too much. Fair enough. Okay. Um, So you're watching. I feel like I, I like seeing like the, their um, mouths, not matching the sounds that I'm hearing. Would just it's too much annoy me way more than having to read subtitles. Like I'm fine with reading subtitles. Um, it's a very like. Do I think it's 
the best show like on Netflix? No, I do not. Um, it caught a wave, definitely. Mm, definitely. Consi- considering it's the most watched show ever. Uh, obviously, it, it caught a huge wave. It obviously has the most global appeal of any show on Netflix because it is an international show. It was right. made in Korea. So that makes sense. You're coming off of you know a couple years ago where a Korean film had just won That's best true. Oscar in That's Parasite. Um, and so the, the audience is definitely there for but something like this. Isn't this essentially that wipeout game show? No. No. So this is a drama. Ah. Isn't that not based in reality? Um, Got it. Essentially what happens is there is this mysterious organization that um, that persuades and collects Korean citizens in massive, massive debt due to whatever issues they have. Like the main character, he is a gambling addict and he is in debt with all the wrong people. Um, And what they do is they bring them to this island where they have 400 or so of these people have to do six rounds of these games based on Korean childhood games that they would have played. Right. But to win the ultimate prize. To win the ultimate prize. The ultimate prize is essentially all the debt combined that everyone owes. Yeah. That is the prize. Jesus. So I think it was like the the Korean dollars converted to American, it was like $38 million or something. Yikes. And so, you know, obviously there's twists because it's much more extreme than they think. That's what I hear. They don't realize that when they say you'll be eliminated from the game, like you will be eliminated. Eliminated, erased. From life. Just killed. Yes. All right. And that's where things get kind of crazy and they have to decide well do they still want to play do they right. do th- it's um it's an interesting show you have the mystery of who's kind of behind this um there's a lot of interesting like social commentary and dynamics kind of similar to like uh s- Similar to like a, a Lord of the Flies, yeah, or a um, what was that one like the prison experiment? Oh, Philadelphia prison experiment, something like that, yeah, where like basically, like what would happen to people put if in this were, situation, yeah, like what kind of extremes would people go? Would people stay humanized? Would they lose their humanity? Like things like that. That's the type of stuff that is. Um, kind of highlighted. I can dig show. it. I can dig it. I yeah. mean, I very I will interesting. Roll it's, my interest. It's eight or nine episodes, so it, it's they're all all of them except for one episode is an hour long. I think one episode was half hour. Excellent. Um, so it, it was definitely interesting. I found it worth the watch just because 
that's kind of what the social discourse has been over the past <laughs> two weeks has been right. talking about this show. So, game. you know, I don't know if I'm rolling it being the most watched Netflix show ever. I don't think it's <laughs> yeah. the best Netflix show, but you know, I, I enjoyed it and um, I think it's worth, worth checking out. All right. And I, I approve of you watching in the original Korean. Listen, if you're going to watch a, a foreign language film or show, I feel like subtitles are the way to go. They're the way to go. The dubbing, I, it just, it, that weirdly throws me off more than just reading the subtitles. I like it. But anyways. Interesting. Carry um, on, sir. What do we got? Well, this is one that I wasn't sure if we were going to touch. Uh-oh. But let's, I'll at least throw it out there mm-hmm. and we'll see how far we want to get into this. Or not. Okay. Because, like, again, this is one of those where, like, us talking about it. Yes. You know, Netflix Could be problematic. is. Yeah. Like, we're not the authority on this subject. What do we let's got? Let's just say Netflix is facing internal criticism. Over the closer, Dave Chappelle's newest Netflix special, because of his continued commentary of the trans and LGBTQ plus community. As a matter of fact, Netflix employees are planning a walkout next week because of the things that Dave He's Chappelle saying. said um, that were problematic. Wow. To a f- fair amount of people now i in full disclosure mm-hmm. d- well one us both not being a part of the yes. lgbtq plus community you know there's that and there's then that. there's also the fact that full disclaimer i personally have not seen the special right this is something that i probably would have watched because i feel like dave Chappelle is the best comic right now living or the most talented comic right now living but honestly the things i heard about this and what he was saying make me made me not want to watch it even to see the context so wait so let's pause a minute let's let's unpack this yes best comic living you know what let's not go down that road I think he's probably the best active comic. Like Eddie Murphy's still you know, alive. You know Eddie what Murphy I'm saying. Th- yes. Yeah. That's, but that's I'm with definitely you. I what it. I mean. I get yes. It. So let's, but then now, so in his comedy special, he has made, this, uh, we're, we're going to assume here, because neither of us have seen it, though I would watch it. Because I haven't seen, but I've, I have read, read the comments. I have read what he yeah. what the the quote-unquote jokes were and it's that harsh were, that are harsh it include him admitting that he's transphobic it was a lot yeah. of attack on on er, trans people. trans people okay poorly veiled as jokes as jokes it was more of he was having a sermon on his opinions of the trans community as opposed to actually joking and everyone being in on the joke 
And so I, I don't know what his goal was here because this is something that he has been criticized for in the past. Right. Um, in previous specials, including his, the, the one before this in 2019, he was criticized for the jokes that he had there. Um, right. And specifically he talked about a, a friend of his that was trans and told some jokes about her and stuff like that. Um, she defended those jokes when that happened. Yeah. And here's a few weeks later, she, she killed herself yes. after that special. And then he brings her back up again in this special. Yeah. And by the end of it, like, keeps calling her a he mm. and saying, you know, gender is a fact and defends JK Rowling yeah, and uh -huh. says he's transphobic. Oof. And it's like, there's certain things that like, sure. You want to say it's a joke, but like, right. I, 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 I was in reading what he was saying. I'm lost as to what, the joke like, is the where's is, the punchline here yeah. is this are you just like well look I'll poking give you my... them at, or like yeah. it's really it's someone put it this way and I, and I thought it was a good analogy it's almost like Dave Chappelle at this point is just like hovering his finger in front of the trans community's face saying I'm not touching you <laughs> well my my attitude is this I think you get when it comes to comedy, I get a little defensive because I think, A, the world is way too uptight. B, we've canceled many people that deserve it and too many people that really don't deserve it. And C, I think we have to embrace the idea that you can change the channel. Like it's not a clockwork orange. No one has glued your eyelids open and strapped you to the chair and forced you to watch Dave Chappelle. It pains me to, to think that he is this way because I do enjoy Dave Chappelle. Quite frankly, I enjoy original Dave Chappelle, like uh, Nutty Professor, Eddie Murphy, Manic, uh, yes. Dave Chappelle. Mm -hmm. But, you know, we all watch the Chappelle show. And quite frankly, that pushed the limits of acceptability. That even then, absolutely like, did too. there was some yeah. real racy yeah. things on there. And he took a shot at a lot of different people, mm -hmm. but he's, he's a comedian with opinions and he's not committing crimes. He has unpopular opinions, but guess what? Change the channel. So I, I can't roll with his phobia. And, and the negative things he's saying, but like I roll with America and it's his choice to be a lightning rod of hate. So, yeah. you know, see, that's where like, I agree that he is free to say whatever he wants. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it like, free free speech like that's right. a thing in america i think we're like a lot of people like especially his recent stuff 
a lot of it has been about like complaining about cancel culture right? Complaining about what he's not allowed to say while he's being paid $25 million, a stand-up special to say whatever he wants to say, right? Right. And so he used a good portion of this special to basically fight back at the trans community for their response to the previous special, where (laughs) it's like, like, you didn't go to jail for what you said, they just didn't like what you said, which they are free to, do. to feel that way, to do as well. Free right. speech works two ways. It's not free speech. You're allowed to do what, whatever you want without consequence. Well, that's it. You, I agree but with like, that. Like, if you're going to, like, you're just snowballing but here. Because you, you yep. want to say what you want to say, but you don't want other people to say what they want to say about what you had to say. So now but you have to say is, something about that. And it's just yeah. a, a snowball effect. But you don't heckle the guy with the microphone. No like, one's, the reason no one's heckling comedian. him, though. It's no, not no, at his show. But it's it's not, just in response what I mean. to that's what he what did. I mean. That's not what I mean. I okay. mean, the response is a heckle. The response okay. is a heckle. And you don't do that. Because the guy with the microphone, the reason he's a comedian is he's better at this than you are. He's going to use his platform to spin this whole thing on you and make jokes out of it. And and especially a guy like Chappelle, who's got a genius mind for this type of thing, you know, they came at him, rightfully so. And I'm not shocked at his response. I don't, you know, I don't like the, the details of it. I don't let, you know, maybe I don't find it funny, but it doesn't surprise me that when a comedian was attacked, he chose to use his next special to attack back. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I think it's now become like, again, he's done this multiple times where he's like, he's just continuing. Like, this was just like, I'm just going to do this because I can. And like, now he's just doing it to like be a jerk be a jerk at this point yeah i don't know it was just very weird for to me very disappointing because it is you know uh, as i said i think he's a, a true talent when he's really you know on his game oh, and especially like listen the other thing is if it's funny no one says anything about this some people do but if it's right. truly funny yeah. Like, but this didn't sound like, again, like I said, where, like, where was the punchline in anything he was saying? It was just, it was very weird. It was a very weird thing. Apparently, like, people who were watching the special, like, could notice the audience felt weird at a certain point, like halfway through the the special when he starts really getting into yeah. all of it. And it's just like, I don't know, very interesting to go from, you know, I praised him for his um the the 20 minutes to half an hour that he did um on george floyd and everything was going on with that situation i thought that was great i thought it was very powerful what he was saying and for him to kind of now swing the other way on this issue was just very like i don't know i would say i i guess it's 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 disappointing but you know it is what it is he's listen he he, he's making his money i don't know if the Chappelle show is coming back now it's interesting to see it seems like there's a lot of people who are like doing really well and can't help themselves but drop the bag 
We talked about it a little bit last week with Letitia, right? Now we're talking about it this week with Dave Chappelle. Like, I think this legitimately puts in jeopardy his comeback um, with his Chappelle show, which is supposed to come back to Netflix new shows or a new whatever new show he has because netflix is under serious serious heat right now right because the ceo doubled down and said they weren't going to take down the special or edit or anything like that and they suspended a, a trans employee who tweeted and spoke out about hey like this was really unfortunate that i work for a place that put this special out but it is what it is i work here right um they suspended her and said it was for an unrelated reason and then they reinstated her when everyone was like what is wrong with you um it's just it's been not a good look for netflix now well that's you know yeah i mean i think i i'm not a i'm not a cancel guy i'm not a we're gonna take it down guy i think if it sucks you know that's a shame it's a terrible thing, but unless you're actively committing crimes or unless the person is, you know, a, a Hitler-esque type, you, I don't think you should remove. Yeah. I think yeah. you, that is up to the person to boycott. You don't want to watch it, then it's like you yeah. either support this- it with your time or you don't support it with your time. Absolutely. I, under- I understand that portion of it. I think yeah. where, where things get at least complicated with that is how you know all all the data and stuff showing how um you know attacks on trans people especially black trans women um is really not good the high suicide rate with the within the trans community that is a very delicate place and so if there is something like this that is contributing even if unintentionally um, negatively to that community to where, you know, you're contributing to those statistics, then I do think it becomes a conversation of like, we're not so much canceling it because we Mm. don't like what you're saying. You might be canceling it because like this could literally be damaging to to people. That's fair to a community, but anyways, that's that's too. Um, set, we're going to move on from that now. Too far I think we we don't want to go too far, and then I don't know, say something wrong and get canceled ourselves. Yeah. Even though I think we had a very, uh, I think that conversation was it. a very uh, good conversation, a, a well thought out and respectful conversation about that that Indeed. subject. Um, if I do say so myself. If I do say so myself. Two more. And then we'll get into stream it, skip it, add it to the watch list. We have Michael Caine officially retired from acting. Michael Caine. Wait a minute. Michael Caine, who is in so many things a year that he actually shows up in people's home movies, (laughs) has decided to retire from acting? Yes. He is officially retired from acting. This is is interesting because we could have done a whole episode on Michael Caine. We could have. he, what a prolific actor. He is the cartilage of, of film. Like he, placing him in a movie is never a bad thing. His, he once did a favor for Bob Hoskins appearing in a film that I believe was called The Long Good Friday. 
or or no Mona Lisa an English film Michael Caine played like a, a British mafia boss for five minutes in the film tremendous tremendous uh, his his portrayal as Austin Powers father genius where he's spoofing you know his own himself in his Englishness and mm-hmm. he's played spy characters in the past as well as you know spoofing the the spy genre in general he he's in such crap fare as hmm. jaws for the revenge and he's the best thing in it he i in fact i think he missed the oscars where he won the oscar because he had to be on location shooting jaws for the oh, revenge geez. um it's i i just and and then and then classics like the Italian job, get Carter, you know, and the list goes on. He obviously, his portrayal of Alfred, Michael Caine, I just never thought would retire. Like he's a guy I thought would do it till like he would die on set. Yeah. I'm, I'm rolling with it because if this is what he wants to do and he's 88 years old and he's just ready to like relax a little bit, I'm all for it. He's had a great career. He's blessed us with Tremendous so many different career. movies and roles. And yes. he deserves to be able to just chill out in his yeah. final years if that's what he would like to do. I'm de- I'm deeply saddened, but yes, that's well put. Like he, you know, he has given us a great, great deal. And you know what? He once, and I, I wish I could recall the the specifics, but he once gave an interview where he said, like, I, this is what, you know, I, they pay me to wait around, but the acting I would do for free. It's like, this is what I love to do. So he's like, that's my job. I'm an actor. I act. That's why I'm in so many things. I love that notion. Yeah. So yep. huge congratulations to him. Tremendous career. Absolutely. I'm, I'm saddened because I would have, whatever he did next, I would have watched. Um. Lastly, yeah. Macaulay Culkin has confirmed that he is not in the Home Alone reboot, but he wishes everyone the best of luck. I, I mean, I've watched the trailer. And okay, well, let's get into stream it, skip it, add it to the watch list because that's yeah. one of the two trailers that, we, that we've we're got. going to talk about. The Home Alone trailer. I'm going to add it to the watch list for the simple fact that I like the concept. I like the concept of, of, you know, the booby trap and we're going to, you know, uh, you know, I like home alone, but yeah, after watching the trailer, it is essentially home alone. Like it's the same gags. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and Home Alone 2 was essentially the same movie, but at least they, they upped it. You know, they were in New York. Right. And they were in New York. Were, it was a different thing. It was more extreme, some of the traps and way, stuff. And it was just like extreme. that. It was on, I feel like a lot of people almost feel like Home Alone 2 is better than the first Home Alone. Oh, as an action movie, 100%. Yeah. So this movie, I don't like, we don't need it. I don't understand the dynamic between the the female male character that are trying to break in it, they don't like their conviction doesn't seem appropriate 
for them wanting to get in. Yeah. But I will put this on the watch list and I will wake up one early Sunday wishing I had slept later and I will turn this on while I have my cereal. Yeah, this is something that I feel obligated to add to the watch obligated. list. Um, even though I know already know I'm not gonna like it. Correct. Um watch in watching the trailer, it feels like do you remember the Disney original movies? Yes. That this is what this feels like. This doesn't feel like a a real movie. This feels like a Disney original movie that would just go straight to TV. Straight to TV. That's this is motocross motocross like right. This is like Johnny Tsunami. Yes. Like but it's one of those <laughs> to to go back to your McCulkin Macaulay Culkin thing. Uh, I'm rolling with so we put this on the watch list. I'm I'm rolling with him if he turned them down. I'm sure he did. But I'm trolling if they didn't even ask. I would be shocked if they didn't ask. Yeah. Do you know the? bundles of money they would rake in they would Macaulay Culkin returned not only money. to home alone but re- returned to acting and he oh. his first role back was yeah. in home a home alone that'd be ridiculous would be tremendous do you know that I would I would t- like camp out on the street in front of the movie theater to go see Daniel Stern old ass Joe Pesci <laughs> And Macaulay Culkin return for a Home Alone, yeah, through Home Alone three. I they would I would give them all my money. Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's fair. Um, the second stream it skip it added to the watch list movie that we want to talk about is Scream. Yeah, not quite a reboot, but also doesn't have a number after it. Mm. Shares the title of the original. Although it is yeah. a sequel. Right. I disagree with that. Yeah. So I watched the trailer and here's what I noticed. They keep trying to give us a new cast. Like they keep trying to have kids be in it. Like the last one had Hayden Penetaire because she was hot for a minute, you know, career wise. Um, one of the Culkins was in that one as well. And then Emma Roberts. So they keep trying to like, look, kids, we've got young people in this. It's, you know, it's not just a, a movie for people from the 90s, but it is. Like, just lean into it. Just make, mm-hmm. just give me a movie about the main cast, which are all still alive by some miracle, and <laughs> call it Scream 5. And let's go on with our day. Like, why? screw around with a good thing david arquette needs the work so i'm happy that he's in this you know doing (laughs) his thing um courtney cox i feel like is just playing in the last two in in the last one in this one is just being her character from cougar town but less interesting and you know nev campbell needs to perk up a bit even though they've been trying to kill her for five movies that's what i got out of this trailer like everybody needs to be a little bit more excited about being in a franchise that's paid them consistently for two and a half decades instead of kind of phoning it in exactly the only one not phoning in is david arquette because he's so excited that he's in something 
he is giving an Oscar worthy. He's so excited that this is Scream and yes. not Sharknado Eleven. Oh my god, he cannot wait. Um, yeah, this for me because I don't have that attachment to the Scream movies. Although mm. I did enjoy the first two Screams, certainly I saw both in full. Yes. Um, but this is on my is a skip. It's me. a skip for you. I don't have any interest. I'm not invested in the franchise. Right. Um, I I appreciate the originals for what they did, which yes. was essentially they took what was already established in. It, it was a commentary on horror films Definitely. as a genre. Yes. Right. And they took that and. They gave us incredible twists um, for the endings and, you know, it it just, they did a really, really good job of um, honoring previous horror films that came before them while kind of reinventing what a horror film is going to look like in the nineties. And it was unique Um, because they had at that point in the nineties veteran horror director Wes Craven doing it. Correct. And this is actually the first installment that does not have Wes Craven so did, as he did passed did four away. have him? I think four involved? did have him. Yeah, I believe so. Interesting. Interesting. Um, I think he died after four. Yeah, so anyways, uh, the yeah, this for me though, I, I just don't have that attachment to these movies beyond those first two. Um to say that I'm in for a semi kind of reboot, but it's a sequel. Right. Scream. Especially if someone like you, who I know you really like this franchise. I do. um, If you're kind of saying that the actors are phoning it in, then it's like, okay. Like that's the thing. It's, it's on my watch list out of obligation, but I am, I have, um, I have no hopes. Like I'm going in blank. Um, okay, well, let's preview next week's episode. Yes, indeed. because we will be talking the finale of Only Murders in the Building. Oh yeah. Um, I don't know if you're going to be tuning in, but this weekend Succession comes back. Ah, that's right. And I know I'm going to be watching that every week. Yeah. So if that's something you're going to be watching every week, maybe that's something we add to our discussion each week, e- we even if if this. it's brief. Um, we will be doing some more rolling or trolling. If any new big trailers come out, oh, we have DC Fandom as Fandom. well this weekend. We're probably going to be talking a lot about DC Fandom. Oh, yes. Um, and you and I have a suggestion for each other. We, before the new Dune comes out, we are going to be watching the original Dune and discussing it. Original Dune. Starring Sting. Well, not starring, but including Sting. Now, you have seen this movie. I have. I have not. I'm going to rewatch, though, because I saw it like two years ago. And it is, it's definitely a a product of its time. Okay. So there's that for you to know. Definitely a product of the time it was made. You will tell immediately. Uh, but I see, I have no knowledge of the book. 
I do not either. Yeah. So I have, I went into that movie with no knowledge of Dune, no knowledge of the book. What is interesting to me now is to go into the remake Dune with only the knowledge of the original and how I'm going to feel about that. Correct. So we'll see. Correct. Um, so we will be discussing that. Um, thank you guys for joining us. As always, we appreciate it. Uh, if you would, please subscribe and leave a review and a rating on wherever it is that you're listening. We are available on all the major podcast platforms and we are on Neil's amazing website, gluedtothescreen.com. That's glued, the number two, screen.com. Neil, what do you got to say to the people? Stream on, everybody.